0: What's up, my peep shows? to my daddy, the people's preacher. Juices. Special <laughs> <laughs> edition of the Av, the Av podcast. I'm your co-host, the people's preacher. I got my brother Anthony Zubiati. Hello.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello. We
0: are here at Casa Zubiati. It's not yes, in, sir. Not in Spain, but it's it's close. It's close. <laughs> it's by Southside Whittier, so that's close to. Um, That is close to um, as pain as we're going to get. But today what we want to do is we want to talk about my brother right here. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about worship. We're going to talk about ministry, marriage, the new baby, um, his son. We're just going to get into his personal uh, testimony. We're going to get in his business. That's okay. And we're going to talk about Jesus. And um, so what we want to do before anything, we always want to give God his place. And so what I want to do is uh, my brother's going to read a scripture. Oh. You know, I don't have the uh,
1: oh on my phone. Okay, well, what was the first Samuel?
0: What I think it was First Samuel chapter sixteen. First Samuel chapter sixteen. Verse fourteen,
1: verse starting 14. in verse fourteen.
0: Fourteen. If you if if wife, you mind. can read it from there, if you want to. Disagree. Yeah, you want to
1: read it? No, okay. You want you to jump on. in? <laughs> first Samuel. First Samuel, 16. chapter sixteen, verse, verse fourteen through,
0: I don't know, maybe 17. All right, we're going live on Facebook. We're right here on Instagram. Hello, everybody. Right here, we're on Facebook, on my Facebook. I got my man right here. Yes, hello, Anthony Zubiati. the Av Podcast. I'm your host, Big D, a.k.a. The People's Preacher. And before we get started, we Such always like name. to do um, is uh, give God his place. Yes. Because uh, it's because of him. So he's going to read the scripture for the day, and then we're going to get it in. Yes. Okay, so here we go. First uh, Samuel. Chapter 16,
1: verse uh, 14, we'll start in verse 14. Um, Now this scripture for myself, before I read it, if you don't mind, um, this scripture for myself uh, has been really um, a guide to me. There's so much in here as far as living for God. Um, Just a person in ministry, uh, a musician, Um, And it doesn't even have to just be music in general. You can, you know, take out the music part of it and you can put usher in there. You can put um, nursery worker in there. Mm, Come on. You could put anything in there, really, um, and let it apply, you know, to your own life. So uh, now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior, a man of war and has good judgment. He is also fine looking, young man and the Lord is with him. So I guess that's, you know, a plus. (laughs) Probably probably somebody in your bloodline. Something like that. (laughs) So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, send me your son, David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul, along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread and a wineskin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much and David became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse asking, please let David remain in my service for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better and the tormenting spirit would go away. You know, and how this scriptures or all of these scriptures really served in my own life um, or how it. Is applied to my life is everything that I do whether it's music whether it's teaching Bible study uh, being a father to my son trying to be the best husband I can be to my wife I try to do it you know skillfully or learn as much about it as I can mm. and be the best at it you know because there is uh, a reward to that you know and the more skillful you are at anything that you do the Lord is going to be able to rely on you. You know, because you know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing. Um, and with the anointing of God, there's there's no stopping that, you know?
0: I think what a lot of times as Christians, we fail or we can fail is knowing that not only are we answering to one another, but that we answer to God. You know, I tell people, your wife can be the prettiest girl on the block and you'll still cheat yeah. if there's not a fear of God. Like, because I tell people... Whatever I do to my wife, good, bad, and ugly, I have to answer to God, first of all. Yes. You know, so it's not like, okay, I, me and my wife are having issues, so it's between me and my wife, so good scripture, uh, something to live by. It's a spirit of excellence that we, yes. we would want to live and do our best, but uh, amen. So one thing I know about this guy is he loves worship, he loves the Lord, Love it. and uh, gentle spirit. Okay. Gentle spirit. Thank you. um, Humble spirit. (laughs) Wow. uh, Opposite of me, but that's okay. (laughs) But what what I want to do here is uh, I want to maybe do a little backtrack. And uh, we've known each other for about a good sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. I'd say. Yeah, we met in um, New Harvest Christian Fellowship in the city of Norwalk. Um, We were in Royal Rangers together. I think we hit the streets together. Yes, a few times, yeah it's crazy cuz nowadays people don't want to take their kids evangelizing and we would be 3 in the morning. <laughs> and the worst, I remember one time we were evangelizing and they were throwing eggs at us. <laughs> I remember one time they threw a bottle at us and it yeah. seemed like it made those guys in our crew want to evangelize harder. Yeah. We still even later now. Yeah, you know, we're going to stay on this block longer. <laughs> and so, it was a different time. I remember we they had this truck. It was a bed. Yeah. Like a form, like like a, like a what was it what was it called uh, I think that's what it's called, right? A trailer. Trailer, like, yeah. and they used to put the drums on it. Yes. And then people would just be. They used to call it blasting. Yeah. You know, people get on the bullhorn and talk about Jesus, and I remember just being there, dude, in the midst of that. I remember that was the time when we were young and um, the nineties. The nineties. Right. Yeah. The nineties was the time and early nineties, and um. So before we get into anything, just tell us a little bit about who Anthony Zubiadi is. I know you're a father, you're, you're a uh, brother of many, you're a hubby, you're uh, you're uh, on your way to being a new father, you're a lawyer, yes. doctor, electrician, <laughs> you're all kind of things, but tell them a little bit about you so they can connect more to who you are. Okay, so, um,
1: yeah, I have been serving God now for 19 years. Ooh, uh, this is my 20th year, coming up on my 20th year in July. Um as you said, I went into the church a single. Um, I met my wife in the church. I was in the men's home for a year. After that, I met my wife in the church. Uh, we were married for five years before we had our first son, Logan. Um, now we are going on uh, year 12 in our marriage. Ooh, we're having our second baby. Um, the Lord's really been good to us. You know, he's been, he's been really, really good to us. Um, I got a great job. Um, obviously, you know we always want more. I think mm. in, in our, pl- our place of employment, Come on. more money, more everything. Um, I but, want more breaks. I'm not just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's um, it's been great. Um, yeah. So I got to You know, I'm, I'm an I'm an accounts manager for a a lawyer. Um, and for you, for those of you who may not know what that is, it's basically overseeing all of the finances of uh, of this company. Um, so everything coming in, everything going out.
0: And what school did you go to for that? I didn't. Woo, I like this that. This is a I like pure that story. blessing from
1: God. God loves the underdog, huh? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, big time, you know. And God gave me favor in an interview uh, at this place, you know. And, and you know, it is what it is. So, you know, um, I'm also, uh, I play guitar on, on our worship team at New Harvest Christian Fellowship. Um. My wife and I lead a Bible study every Monday night uh, with another couple, uh, Andy and Nadine. And it's been, you know, the Bible study itself, it's been a whole other area, mm. you know, of um, God developing.
0: Definitely, definitely. People will do that to you. Yeah. My God.
1: <laughs> Not just people. I think more myself, just uh, growing myself.
0: I, you know, sometimes you know? ministry is more for you than them. Yes. Sometimes, like, I, I was, like, I, I know people say, like, when they do ministry, it's like the people give you more than you give them. Yeah. And so a lot of times, uh, God will use that to mold you and shape you. And it's not just about preaching and teaching. I think that we look at that as like, okay, I got to put so much effort into the preaching and teaching. Yes. But um, it's uh, it's much more than that. Dealing with people ain't no joke because dealing with us ain't no joke. Yeah. Then dealing with people as well. Um, and I yeah, think we could be handfuls, right? Hmm. Don't get the go get my wife started. But um yeah, so you know, uh you've been in church about nineteen years. You went through the mental, Yes. Your mentum graduate? Okay. So you meet your wife in church? Yes. How does that happen? Amazing she just seen you and fell in love? Just fell in love. No. She seen oh my god. Man of God um i'm always intrigued how church folk get together yeah it's because um, we try to be spiritual about it but
1: uh, yeah you know i'll be honest with you this this uh has obviously a spiritual side to it but also just a practical mm. side to it um so for myself uh the lifestyle that i came from um let's talk a little was, bit about that Okay, because it all because you look relates. all
0: nice and shiny and clean <laughs> right now, but I want the grimy, the grimy, <laughs> the grimy Anthony. Stuff. I want ant dog. <laughs> Can we get ant dog? All right. Um, <clears throat> so I, I
1: was uh, raised in the church, New Harvest. I've, I've been in New Harvest all my life. I've never left, other than just you know a backslidden condition. Um, so my mom took me there in the early '80s, <clears throat> um, and around 15 years old, I left. Because my mom was, you know, of that, that era that was like, if you're gonna live in this house, mm. I don't want you out there in the streets drinking, partying, coming home drunk, coming home high, um, all of that like it's just not gonna work. So if that's a lifestyle you want to live, you're gonna have to leave. You know, so at 15, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm gonna, you know, go, just party. You know, like the prodigal son. You know, so I basically walked away. Um, And immediately I started getting into um, more drugs. I got into a lot of drugs. I got into uh, gangs, Um, a lot of different things like that. So I was uh, out there in the streets, um, I would say for about, from the age of 15 to 19. And through that I I served, um, I would say, maybe like altogether, maybe about 10 months. Uh, of my juvenile life i was in juvenile halls i was in camps wait a minute
0: here (laughs) and this is the power of god i always tell people like i think some of you some christians lie because but in a good like i tell people oh he got to be lying (laughs) but because god has done such an amazing job like he doesn't just save us but he like he turns us we, we become this another person yeah, and he gives us this new life. The Bible says, and uh, all cre- a new creation. And, and so to see you now, I would have never in a million years thought you were in a gang. You did drugs and you went to jail. Yeah. So. Wow, that's 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 new for me because that was like <laughs> maybe he smoke a little weed, maybe he drink a little drink, but man, you was worse than me. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I, you, we we know who the real gangsters are. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I didn't get uh, jumped into the, the neighborhood that I was in all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a whole drama thing with mm-hmm. that, too. Um, so, but, where did
0: you grow up, first of all?
1: So, I grew up be- in between cities. So, Norwalk, I was in Norwalk for a while off of Flawland and Excelsior.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And then, Flawland uh, Avenue, baby.
1: <laughs> and then, uh, when I was maybe about 12, I want to say, my mom moved to Whittier. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in Whittier. And then, um, all during the time that I was unsaved, it was mostly like South Whittier and then okay. even up by like Cal High. Okay. Like that area. Um, yeah. So basically after, you know, all of that time away from the Lord, um, I, I got caught. Um, I don't know how detailed
0: you like people to get, but is it, you, really you want to <laughs> get, is your story. Yeah, uh, whatever the Lord leads, my brother. Okay, so um, I <laughs> the statue of limitations. Just remember that the statue of limitations. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I I already got everything like cleaned up. So cool, cool, cool. Anyways, um, you don't have to say names. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I
1: got caught um, with a sawed-off shotgun. Hey now, and um, it was it was loaded. So i was looking at at the time because you know gang violence was so high gang enhancements um, all that stuff all of that stuff i was looking at a lot of time and um i remember my mom calling me in jail i mean me calling my mom in jail and i was like man like i think this is i'm gonna do some serious time now and she was like don't you want to serve god like you can serve god and he can he can change the situation Ooh. he can transform it come on mama and i was like mom are you serious like this is bad like this is seriously yeah, bad yeah. i'm not it's Your not like good. my god is bigger than that <laughs> yeah.
0: sure. Sure. won't he do it you know what I mean? yeah
1: exactly that she had that you know that tenacity that faith to believe and um i ended up yeah i went to court the judge looked at me and said you know I've been giving a lot of guys with lesser issues, a lot of time, mm. but for you, I just have this this, this sense that I need to, to let you out and go into this rehabilitation home because guys from Man. the men's home were there. And, you know, God was using them to say, hey, you know, God can transform his life, let him come with us. So I was court ordered there for six months. Mm. And uh, so, I got out of there went into the men's home and i was there for six months um and then i knew i needed to stay another six months because i still was not i was not ready yet and um during that time there was a couple of um like girls or whatever you know that i had kind of been attracted to they were attracted to me and i was really praying because you know coming from that lifestyle i mean you know you are around women all the time, you know, mm. and I knew I didn't want to go back to that type of relationship. Yeah, yeah. So I began praying and asking God, like, what do I need? What what's, what do I need for my life? And as clear as day, God gave me clear instruction, like, this is the type of woman that you need for your life. Ooh, come on. So fast forward that,
0: mm. you know. Quick.
1: Fast forward to, to the time that I met my wife, who's actually my best friend's sister, um, we became really close friends, and then one day, like I, I was obviously an attraction was there, and I started praying, and then God started showing me like the things that I had prayed for years ago. Yes, yes, all of yes. them were coming back to life, and God was showing me wow. these things, and I was just like, man, I'm like this is it, man. It's
0: you know what's cra- you know what's crazy is I, um, I prayed for certain things in my wife, and I got like, all right, this is. I even said, "Hey, Lord, like I like, I, I want a girl with a, with a pudgy nose," <laughs> and she's got a pudgy nose. And then, what do you call it? Uh, my man is in the house. What's Come on, cool? hey, we don't have no rules here, brother. <laughs> no rules. We are on Instagram Live, Facebook Live. We on MySpace. We on Twitter, Snapchat. But you know, um, I prayed that that um, God would give me a wife that can sing. And she mm. sings. Oh wow! Uh, God gave me a wife that um, was light skin, because I wanted light skinned babies. All right. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm not light. And it's like God just gave me everything I wanted, the desires of my heart. I tell people all the time, when you get, when you become a Christian, your desires change. And and, and the first time I see my wife, I didn't, I didn't. There wasn't an initial reaction, uh, attraction. But like, God gave me everything I needed in a woman. Mm. He gave me a woman who can put up with me who knows how to sometimes say things to me that i'm like who you think you're talking to yeah and sometimes it's like man lord like this girl is right yeah but i don't know why i should tell her she's right (laughs) but uh, yes man i I get you on that like god gives us exactly what we need man and he did that for you as well yes that's pretty awesome yes so you meet your wife and um how, how does that evolve into to what it is now like as far as our marriage, no, like doing it God's way. Because okay. technically, you know, uh, I come from an era where like the the people before me were doing it right, and then my generation, we a lot of people didn't do it right. Yeah, people had babies before they got married. People went from one girl to another girl. We have Christian players. Yeah, I was like, is there a Christian players? <laughs> I'm like, every time you turn around, that's my woman of God. I'm like, five girls ago, that's your woman of God. Like. <laughs> How many women have God, you you, know what? you ain't King David, bro. But um, how, did that, how did that evolve from, you know, you saying, man, I really like this girl, God showing me who this woman is, to you, like, how did, how did you ask her on the first date? It was, um, the, actually, the very
1: first thing I wanted to do was talk to my best friend, which was her brother, mm. because I didn't want it to ruin our relationship and um i wanted to be open with him and just you know be honest with him you mm-hmm. know and and that's what i did you know we both talked to him and stuff and the first words he said was uh, i think i'm gonna throw up hey you now know, I, he's like it's just not gonna he wasn't happy about it you know um but we basically just continued our friendship mm. you know so we hung out all the time but any time that we would hang out we would hang out in groups definitely um, definitely and we would talk on the phone, and we would text, but you know, we tried to um, always keep God the center. You know, so it was when temptation would come, and that, and that, you know, you start heating up and stuff. Mm. You would have to. Um, I would just stop, stop texting her. I can honestly say, look you in the eye and tell you, like, we never did anything. I never sent her bad texts or anything like that. Oh, right. I know, believe you. I believe you. The temptation was there, you know. But, definitely, definitely. Um, So that was only the Lord. That was only God. Um, That was only God protecting, you know. Yeah. And like the Bible says, God always makes a way of escape from mm. us. But sometimes we don't want to choose. Oh, no, 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 no. And they we see radical. the red flags.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're like, and the signs, and we're just like, ah, I got I'm, I got this. Yes. You know how long I've been saved? How many scriptures I know? Yeah. And um, that's uh, that's the foolishness of men is... Is when this when it when it's time for us to pump our brakes, we we just we don't, and we lose a lot of good men like that. Yeah, a lot of good women like that. Yeah. So we uh, courted, um, or we're quick together. So uh, when it comes to you and your wife, like I tell people, like you 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 your 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 story sounds just it sounds right. Like I asked somebody. Somebody once told me, "Do you see yourself marrying the person you're dating?" And if you don't, cut it now. Hmm. No, and, and you said you were courting her. Yeah. So you weren't just trying to hang out and be someone's friend. Right. You were, you were saying, that's my woman of God. Yes. I waited. I heard from God. And now it's game time. It's game time. And so now I'm going to prepare to marry her. Yes. Not to date her for 10 years. Right. Not to to just be around her but and test the product. Right. But I'm going to marry this girl.
1: Yeah. And the, the plus side to that, though, is that we were already friends. Okay. You know, so I knew once God started showing me all of this, I knew like, okay, I already know who she is. I know her integrity. Um, Now it's it's like, now that God is involved and the attraction is there, it's like, okay, let's see what's going to happen now. You know, Mm -hmm. like let let me pray now and let's see each other in the relationship mm-hmm. because it's a whole different ball game when you're a fr- when you're friends with a girl it's like you don't really care what she's doing who she's around what other guy she's talking to yeah, you know yeah. it's, some guys have jealousy issues i was that one that did mm-hmm. so when when um i would see her talking to another guy or another guy approaching pray her or something, on him. i would pray that like he would leave no just <laughs> i would pray I, he'd get hit <laughs> by a car <laughs> But he would go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. So I struggled with that, mm-hmm. you know. And so being unsaved, coming into the things of God. I thought that I was okay in all of these areas until I got into a relationship. You see, I was delivered from drugs, I was delivered from alcoholism I wanted to I wanted nothing to do with the gang lifestyle in any way. I didn't want to look it because I knew that that brought death mm. you know so I, I didn 't want that anymore. I wanted everything outside of that. I just wanted a normal life, yes, you know, and so with my wife, it was like that same. It was like that same thing, you know, like I didn't want I didn't want to bring all of my baggage into it. But God started showing me all of it. All of it was coming up. Relationships I mean, do yeah, that. Relationships. They yeah. reveal who you really so, are. Jealousy issues, anger issues. Um, that was really the biggest things that I struggled with. And God, after a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting, a lot of counseling with my pastors, God broke it like complete deliverance. Mm. Jealousy and it was like i was a brand new man by the time we were gonna get married all of the things from my past that i had been struggling with for so many years mm-hmm. were broken you yeah. know and it was like god was like okay like you're let's go you're ready now you know and and then you know we got married
0: and stuff. so uh, how long um were you uh how long were you uh single before you got married uh I'd say 8 years. Ooh, about the same too. Oh, really? Eight yeah, I, I uh I I I went to the home in 2000 okay. and I married her in 2009. First girl I dated, okay. first girl I married. Oh, it's was 2008. Hey now. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to copy me. That's fine. <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine. We were copying Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I, I I I didn't um mine was a little opposite, but we don't want to go too much into me cuz it's about you, but um no, That's good, man. I think people need to um enjoy their singleness. Yes. They need to get healing and they need to be whole in their singleness because what happens is is we get into marriages and I did is when I, I wasn't, how can I say like, when I got into my marriage in some areas I still needed healing. Yeah. And so, sometimes in a marriage when you're not whole and you get into a marriage you want that person to do God's work, God's job. Mm. To meet, the need only God can meet. Yes. So, I, that's why I asked you because, like, you're saying, man, God dealt with a lot of my issues. So when I got married, I didn't jack it up,
1: yeah. and I,
0: I, I, I didn't, um, I really didn't enjoy my singleness. I was busy for God, yes, but I didn't allow God to deal with a lot of my nonsense. So it's it, 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 it went into my marriage, and so that's that's awesome because a lot of people they get they get into marriage thinking that person okay. I'm gonna get into marriage and all that stuff's gonna be okay. All those needs are gonna be met yes. physically, mentally, spiritually, sexually, and they're not. That's like right, I tell right. people, if you're watching pornography and you get married, you're not gonna, stop. not gonna stop. If you're if you haven't dealt with certain issues, like cheating, when you become a Christian, when you get into a marriage, you're gonna continue to cheat. Yeah. So, like you said, I I, I intentionally dealt with them. You said, Lord, I don't wanna be this way. And it's not only okay, Lord, I don't want to be this way, but I went and got help. Yes. You know, I I, I, I asked somebody for help and community and and, and your pastors and your friends. There was a, there was healing. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because um, a lot
1: of people just think it's like, you know, a solo mission type thing. Mm. You know, like God knows he'll help me. You know, but I mean, the scriptures are very, very clear that uh, confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. Mm. And it's not confessing it to anybody just because Mm -hmm. you know you need to tell somebody your business but there is a freeing there's a release a healing power that's released yes you confess to to somebody that is trustworthy you know Mm -hmm. talk about that one there's 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 a i mean If Jesus just said, just come to me and don't confess your sins to somebody else, Mm -hmm. then that's what we would be doing. But that's what a lot of people would like to believe. Mm. Oh, if I just confess to Jesus, if I just tell Jesus, then I'm always going to be healed. And it's like, but that's not the scripture. Mm. The scripture says confess your sins one to another so you can be healed. But the person you tell Mm. has to be a person that's trustworthy. And I'm thankful that I, I can honestly say I have a really close friend that I can tell him anything. Yeah. And not only is he a good friend of mine, he's a leader of mine. Um, He's in my family and I can trust him with anything and there won't be any judgment. There will only be prayer. There'll be love. There'll be comforting, you know, and um, we're able to just, I'm able to just speak it, whatever it is at the time and stuff, and then able to move on, you know,
0: man, that's, that's awesome that you said it because the other day I was having a conversation with somebody and we we're talking about why there's not a lot of uh, trust in the men's ministry because we don't have enough men who can be trusted. Mm. And um I tell guys, if I'm telling if I tell you something, I don't want you to tell your wife, who <laughs> tells my wife, who tells the pastor's wife, who tells the deacon's wife, and then before <laughs> you know what, I'm shamed. Yeah. And I think that as men, we really have to like ask God to make you that man. Yeah. And put and, and 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 god would send you men that you can trust like i tell people like i got a few guys in my life where i like i got a dentist i got a a, a lawyer i got a doctor i got a gardener for say, and mm-hmm. i go to different men for different things some guys are they're my theologian guys some guys are yeah that's good some guys are my um my uh i just rant. then i got other guys where i go to for my marriage and other guys i go for personal things and and um, i trust these guys because they've proven themselves to me. Yeah. That they can be trustworthy. And when they come back at me, it's like you said, prayer, it's the word. And they and, and they and they, they they lock arms with me and say hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna walk this walk together.
1: Yes, and I'm gonna look out for you. Yeah, yeah. And when I see mm. signs or you tell me something, then I'm gonna hold you accountable. Yeah. You well know?
0: some guys will be like, Oh, for real? And they're texting their wife. <laughs> you, Anthony's over there Whoopty woo And then you're like What the heck Like there's a, there's people out there But I pray like If you're listening to this Like that you would uh, Ask God to Be that brother And that you would have But Every man needs a man That's right yeah. And we all need We all need each other Like you said It's not a solo thing You know the Bible says To work on your own salvation With fear and trembling There's work And you have to put work in If you want to grow You got to put work in yes. If anything you know And so Cool so we, talk, we're, we're, we talked about the marriage, and you got married, and, and so you, and then you had your first kid, his name? Logan. Logan. Yeah. What did that do for you? Okay, question. Growing up, was Pops around? No. So <clears throat> how scary is, I know fear is not of the Lord, but for me, super scary. Yeah. In a way, like, I'm going to be a father. I don't even know what that looks like. Like, I know what my grandpa was. I know some of the leaders in the church. But, like, I'm going to have some kid that I got to be responsible for now. Yeah. That was scary. I'm like, I'm going to jack this kid up. Even though I know, like, I've been a youth leader all these yeah, years. Yeah. And, and I'm so good. And I'm this. And I'm like, I got a little, little human being I got to take care of now. How, how was that? How were you, like, how does that happen for someone who grows up? Like, you were raised by a woman. I was raised by a woman. Yeah, we were raised on Flowland. It's crazy, but <laughs> how do you do? How do you? How does that? Uh, how does that look for you? Like, how did you know?
1: Before I answer, I'm just curious. So, for yourself, did when you had you know your first child?
0: And I did got my figure back already, so I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Quick, quick. Um, did you have like
1: traumatic? I mean, every every boy that grows up without a father, mm-hmm. every girl. You're gonna have some type of traumatic experience mm. behind that. What was your thought process when you had your first child? Uh, did did you have anything like that where you were like, okay, you know, my father or my stepfather was like this?
0: Um. Oh, wow, I just uh, I didn't want to fail my kids. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I. I, I and I was, uh, you know, like I. I I, I was just af- I was just afraid that I was gonna fail, and I, I just like I didn't I didn't know, I didn't have anything to compare myself to like I want to be like this person, nothing traumatic but I, I was scared man I was really scared but uh you know God's been faithful He shows me how to be a father every day but yeah nothing yeah. traumatic but okay, I just yeah. didn't I just didn't have an idea what they look like yeah like, from afar be, yeah 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 that's what I mean yeah yeah but for you like how was it like. Coming from where you came from You know You're at this point Man you had your first kid I mean it's amazing It's a spirit It was amazing when I had her And But like You know Encouragement You can give to somebody Like A lot of us are raised by women Yeah A lot of men Were raised by women And uh We have kids And it's like Wow So Yeah and
1: I think Uh for myself It was Um My father was a really uh, terrible terrible person um who just did horrible horrible things to people um he hurt a lot of people um i know that he you know really really just just i mean just a terrible terrible person so so when i had my son i was like man like i want to make sure you know that none of those things are in our like Bloodline or yes, yes. Whatever it is, you know, like generational curses or things like that. So it, for me, it was kind of a traumatic experience as a child um, and who my father was and the things that he did. And so I was filled with a lot of fear. And I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. So when my son came, it was like, man, Lord, like, teach me, you know. And for myself, the Lord started showing me be everything that you never had to
0: him. You know.
1: And exactly. it was like. All right. You know. I like, could do
0: that. Because. That was. The, that's easy. I can that's do that. Easy. I <laughs> can get a job. I can. I, yeah. That's it, it's crazy. Because that's like. Pretty much like. I tell people like. We, we're here to change the game. Yeah. And so the goal is to do it, To do everything. Contrary. To what. Even our moms did. Like. My mom did the best she could. With what she had. And I tell people like. My mother. Made sure we went to church every Sunday. Even if she didn't go. I was like a Baptist, like at nine years old, I was a born again Baptist <laughs> or a born again Calvinist. I don't know what I'm at, but like, I just told God, I said, you know what? Like, I want to be a good dad. Like I want to, I want to be everything to my kids. So like I tell my kids, I love them every day. Um, I, uh, I try to try to do things for them. Sometimes I think we do too much. We lost too much spoiled. Yeah. Oh yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, I, I told, that's what I told myself. Like, I want to be everything that my parents weren't, and so we called to change the game with God's help. And I think so far, where where I'm at as a father, not to say my dad, because my dad was just just absent. And when he came around, he would buy us things, and then he would be absent. He lived two blocks away from us. We wouldn't see him. Hmm. So my biggest thing is my dad was a promised guy. Promise, I'll be there. I'll do this. I'm coming. And so I, I, I even watch out where, like, to promise my kids little things. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then they don't forget. They forget to yeah. clean their room. God. They forget to wake up on time. They forget to do their chores. But they never forget what you say you're gonna do for them on Friday. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, so having kids is a is a is a is another season that you were in. And so cool. So you know we talked about uh uh we talked about marriage we talked about family we talked a little bit about your testimony yes which is wow I didn't know um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, when did you, so you're on the worship team at church, right? When did you come to a place where you knew, cause we're all called to worship. Yes. Um, we want to define that as well. We want to go into that too. But when did you know? Cause like when I came to God, I didn't have an idea of anything. Okay. I didn't, am I like, when I'm sitting in church one day and I'm like, well, I don't sing like him and I don't play keyboard like her. No. And I'm not a, I don't do this. And I don't, uh, and God said, but I called you to do something. Yes. So that, that mouth just run it for me. I said, I can do that. I can do that, Lord. And he hasn't stopped. And I haven't stopped. (laughs) My wife wants me to just stop a little bit, but I tell people like, we all have something to contribute to the body and to the world. When did you know that you were called to do what you do for God right now? Okay.
1: How did you know? So it was a, um it was just a supernatural experience. So I was in the men's home. Okay. And uh, I was probably in there for a few months. One day, I didn't, I didn't, I never looked at musicians and said like, oh, I wanted to be a musician yeah. or ask God what my gifts the were life, or anything college, yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. It was kind of <laughs> yeah. like that, to be yeah. honest with you, man. Um, I was, uh, I would cook in the men's home. So one day I was walking out of the kitchen. I was cooking in the men's home. Were you really?
0: Stop Were it. you good? Heck no. Oh, I was good, man. Uh, I took pride in that. Cooking for ex-cons is easy. <laughs> Beans, rice, and Jesus Beans, Christ. rice, and chicken. And, and, um, that's all we ate. Uh, green peas and ground beef, yikes. And wow, Top Ramen. Good, they looked at Top Ramen like steak. I'm like, dude, I grew up on this stuff. This stuff is disgusting. But anyways, go ahead.
1: Yeah, um, yeah so I was walking out of the kitchen, and there was a guy from England there uh, playing a, a worship song on his acoustic guitar like just loving god and in my heart i told god like man god i would love to worship you like that with with Mm. that you know and a week later that guy came up to me and was like hey um i i was praying as i was walking you know back here to the home and god put it in my heart to give you my guitar and to teach you and that you're gonna be worshiping wow and i was just like what? like I never I never told anybody. Yeah, I didn't tell yeah, my yeah. family. I didn't tell anybody. And he he was like I don't know much. All I know is three chords and one song, but I'll teach it to you and then, you know, that that'll be your starting point, you know. Wow. So he gave me that acoustic. I still have that acoustic guitar today. Um and he he showed me those three chords and that was the beginning for me. And I would play and I would play and I would play that one song at night. Was that was my time... Um, this is
0: Holy Ground? Ooh, come yeah. on. We must start crying right now. It was more than, right than three
1: chords. Yeah, it was more than three chords. You know, it was a few chords, but um, I would play that song over and over and over again. And I would be outside, you know, because the guys in the home would be like, hey, you're terrible, man. Don't be playing in here. <laughs> you got to get out of here. Better you better reconsider <laughs> that calling, brother. <laughs> yeah.
0: Get into prayer, guys. Get yeah. out
1: of here, man. So <clears throat> I would be outside and I would play. And God... That was the beginning of my connection and the intimacy I would share with God. I never thought about, you know, playing on the worship team at that time or anything like that. It was just an intimacy that God was using for us to connect, wow. you know, through through singing. And I'm a terrible singer, you know, and I don't know how to sing to this day. But just playing and singing to him and that intimate connection of just him and I and nobody else around, nobody listening to it and it was a powerful time because I would just love on him and he would heal me, you know, and we would spend, you know, just time together. And um, as as that progressed and progressed, God was like, okay, you know, putting things in my heart, like, okay, like you're gonna be going back home one day. You know, mm-hmm. and when you go so back. So this home, is taking place in the men's home. This is all taking place in the men's home. Thank God home. for the men's home, huh? Thank God for it. It was it was such a blessing. Even to this day, guys that are in the men's home, I try to encourage as much as possible. You know, because that's where you're able to spend a lot of time with God. That people don't really get mm-hmm. that are new converts that just come into the things of God. Out, not that everybody has to go into the men's home, but there's a connection that you can no, get in there.
0: I think there's a there's a special time because we know like. So I know you can understand this. Like I wasn't a Sunday Christian guy. Like I would go to church on Sunday, and by Tuesday, it was done. Hmm. And so I couldn't be that Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And so what happened is I came to the end of myself, and I went to the home, and it was there that God got a hold of me. And it was there that God began to change me and reveal the calling of God Hmm. and all that. And I think people don't realize that there's still power in that home. Yeah. Still, the the homes it never gets old. Yes, and people like oh, old oh, men's homes, and I don't think people value the homes like they should. Yeah, because the the home is a special place where some of the the, the some of the, the some world shakers have came out of. Yeah, I've seen some guys come out the home and wow, you know. So big yeah, ups to if the home, home, man.
1: Pastors came out of the men's home.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, and there's a generation like that. If you was to as in the church who graduated the home 90% of the church will raise their hand now there's like three or four people it's in like the back three. and he's like they're like 60 years old like I was at the home in 1899 but thank God for the home man I I tell people I, I I'm forever grateful for the home and it's in the home where where uh, God just began to like just love me dude and, yeah. and um, if you ever show up to a men's home and it's perfect you're in the wrong place Yeah, the men's home is full of I tell people like like, I don't like homes. Uh, my cousin went to, like, five homes, and I'm like, how come you don't last? They're not right. They're not supposed to be right. That's not going to be right. He goes, the, the director's eating steak, and we're eating beans and rice. I go, yeah, but you was eating out of a trash can yesterday. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got guys in the home? I don't need mustard. Bro, you was living in the dumpster yesterday. You eating. didn't eat for a week before you got yeah. here. and complaints. All of a no sudden, I, I, I don't need ham. <laughs> but you were eating spam yesterday <laughs> out of a trash can. Yeah, they people, I'm not wearing this tight. Bro, you came in without a shirt. You know what I mean? How did you look? What was your first uh, uh, get up in the home? What was it? You had to wear the Sunday service. Yeah, it was a suit. Yeah. Oh, it was a suit. Did it oh, fit yeah. you? No. <laughs> I, was wearing, I was wearing Cortez with some slacks and a white t-shirt. and the I mean, if there was social media today and you would see it. I used to wear some of the most ugliest stuff in the home. I was like, "Oh man, you get the bless me box." Yeah, and I was like, "Why would I even wear in that shirt with those pants and that that tie? always looked like somebody threw up on it." and I just <laughs> <laughs> and then the haircuts. Yeah. You get a guy who comes to the home and he's a barber, and then you look at all the guys in the home from behind it, and it's all it's crooked. You're like, "Oh, snaps!" But uh, yeah, it's good times in the home. Thank God yeah, for the home, good man. Times, good times. So we talked. You talked about worship and how. Um, how it, uh, it kind of like def- like it it changed it, it kind of like took you to another place with yeah, God definitely. So, and it, 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 that intimacy and so let's talk about that like you know people don't understand that um, we were designed to worship yeah and so that's who we are we cannot get away from worship and so I've heard people say like oh uh, that's an act of worship that's an act of worship but I'm like technically worship is an act and like we always we always we're worshiping something yes we have to be careful but like we're called to worship and that's why i tell people like we need to understand the biblical worship yeah and god has called us to worship him and put him first and worship him and um when when i say to you uh to that, that you're a worshiper what what do you what do you see based on the bible like when, when, when you say I'm a worshipper Anthony Zubiari I'm a worshipper is it yeah. because you're on the worship team you're a worshipper?
1: No I would say that for me it's um, like a, for me as a worshipper it's in my flesh it's pain mm. you know okay um, but my spirit like Paul says like the flesh is weak you know but the spirit is strong mm. and I know that I had, uh, I had learned, you know, that worship from um, a few years ago, well, a long time ago, actually, that, you know, the Hebrews um, and the original context, you know, of worship um, is that they would lie prostrate, you know, like when you look up, when somebody had sinned or something like that, you know, they would fast, they would sit down throw you know, uh, ashes on themselves and they would lay down with their hands completely stretched out and their face to the ground And they would just weep and weep and weep and that was a surrender and they wouldn't they felt like they couldn't even look up to god Mm. because of what they did you know and that form of surrenderance is worship for me that form of laying down you know your life is worship to me and what what we do in the congregation is an expression of it you know and there's there's lots of ways that you can Voice it, you know, whether it's through singing, you know, whether it's through playing an instrument. But more, I don't want to say more importantly, but another aspect to that is, is that it's your life. Mm. You know, everything that you do in life Mm. is your worship to God. You know, Mm. so it's not you're just not praising Him with your lips. You know, and I believe it's in uh, Malachi or Amos, where God is correcting the children of Israel. And he's like, you guys are praising, this is paraphrasing it, you know, but he's saying that you're giving me all of your words, you're giving me all of your words, but I don't want to hear that anymore because you're not doing it, Mm. you know, like you're not doing, I don't want to just hear your words. I don't want to just hear your words. I want to Mm. see like your obedience to me, you know, and obedience and surrendering your life, you know, to God um, for me
0: is my my worship. Mm. So uh, another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, since you're on the worship team, what 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 is your role as a as a worship team? Is it for some people? I think they 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 look at worship as uh, you know it's uh, it's uh, you're in the limelight, you're there. What do you feel like your uh, obligation is to being up there? Like, what are you? What is your duties? I guess you could say, uh, yeah, how can I say like, what is the purpose for you up there? Like for some it's look at me, I'm talented, you know, I'm I up know what here. you mean. Yeah, I know what you're the talking things, uh,
1: about. I know what you're talking about. Let me fix that real quick. You know. Alright. Um, what's the you know yeah. So for me it's 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 not that it's um, like about about myself or anything like that. Uh, early on, you know, when I started learning, you know, uh, guitar and my, my specific role when we're playing, it's lead guitar. Mm-hmm. So I knew that lead there, guitar. Was, there was certain, uh-huh. uh, there were certain things that I was, that was my role. This yeah, is, yeah. this is what I do. Like just, I focus on, you know, the lead part of playing guitar and things. But early on, I knew that I didn't have a voice that couldn't really, you know, a singer, has a a voice that they can do influxes in their voice. They can Mm -hmm. gather the people together, encourage them and say, hey, let's worship, let's worship, let's worship. And you can encourage people and you can say things, but for a guitar player, you can't. All I Mm -hmm. have are my notes. Mm -hmm. So I would ask God that every time that I play, I want to be able to be, you know, a player that as a person is worshiping you, that when I play, I'm able to push them more. You know mm. that I'm able to push them deeper in their, in their, in their worship and their trying to connect with God, you know, and their reverence to Him and and whatever it is that the congregation is doing. So I always looked at it in the aspect of how can I serve them without without always feeling you know look at me, look at me, look at me, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 there's always that battle for for any musician. Yeah, I was going to say that. Some there's big, there's some divas at the worship team, yeah. huh? <laughs> and, huh. and even I, I mean, you can even say even for preachers too. I oh, mean, definitely, definitely, they're going to get the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to say encouraging things to you, and they're going to always say this. They're always going to say that. But God always showed me like from other people that were more experienced, because mm-hmm. I would I would always lean on experienced musicians, and and there was one in particular that um, he was a professional saxophone player before the things of God. And he was in his late 70s so he was the one that taught me and always told me you know like you're not talented you know Mm. you weren't you weren't born with this supernatural talent that nobody else has you know everybody gets a measure of this talent of music and gifting and he saw some people they're going to get all of it, you know. And the people that get all of it usually will misuse it. And you'll see them making millions and millions of dollars, you know, out there in the world, doing it for the world. And other people will get less of it, you know. And, and you yourself, you don't have all of it. And whatever you did get, you need to pursue God with for it, you know. And you mm-hmm. need to learn. You know, like King David, you know, he, he played skillfully. So he had to learn. He had to master what he was doing and and for me nothing ever came easy for me so i always had to go and i had to learn you know you so had to I lean would, on god I, oh heck yeah man anytime mm-hmm. that i would even practice i would never pick up my guitar and practice without reading scripture and without praying before mm-hmm. always i always had to do that because it, i always had to know like, i like that
0: because you you're you're saying look at before i st- i do this i want to be right i want to You know, some people, I I know, I I can't say for sure, but sometimes I feel like people just go up on stage. I'm here. Let's do this. Not even on, this wasn't even on stage.
1: This was just practicing at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's not only on stage, because anything you do on stage, anything that comes out of you and corporate worship as a musician on stage is birthed at home. Definitely, definitely. You know, and just like anything else, like whatever is inside of you, is going to come out of you in worship you know and Mm. so if you want you know to be used by god beyond just like oh look at me what i'm doing is cool or what i'm singing is cool like there's 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 nothing in that you know Mm. there's nothing in that for change to take place for healing to take place for anything like that to take place in the supernatural the individual has to be in a place of surrenderance, you know. And it's we don't bring any healing, like you know, Jesus said himself, Your flesh can accomplish nothing, you can accomplish nothing in your flesh. Mm, come on, it talk is about only that only by the Spirit of God, it is only by God, by God alone. We cannot change anything, we cannot accomplish anything without god everything has to come from god so the time you spend alone with him so for me that's what it was it's i had to pray i had to read that's that was a staple that god taught me like anytime you're going to pick up your guitar pray and read before you practice pray and read before you practice and my practice time would be blessed you know because sometimes i'd be able to practice you know it it was mostly as a single you know it was you know i'd be able to practice for 30 minutes but another day or something god would be like i don't want you to go out with anybody i want you to come home and i want you to worship me mm. in your personal time i want you to get your guitar and practice and i would spend eight hours nine hours ten hours hey now practicing worshiping loving on god and then later on when god put me in a place of corporate worship and i was you know playing in the
0: so this is before you yeah this is know before this is
1: before all of it was before so you're answering
0: all my questions already but that's good <laughs> that's good because it sounds better that way. Yeah, yeah, oh, everything wow. is
1: before, man, and and it was difficult for me because I, at the time there was a lot of other guitar players that were by far way better than me, more talented than but me. But that's what
0: God does. And, I you like know, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah it was yeah. like,
1: hey, you're just gonna serve with me, you know? And and it was just him and I. And then one day, God was like, okay like your time of preparation is up now Mm. it's it's go time for you and it was like okay you're going to be used in this youth band you know a few youth bands you're going to be in another band and then you know eventually call me up into our main worship team you know so um i was juggling a lot of stuff you know what i mean and uh and it was it was a blessing for me because i knew that um i wasn't a musician for myself i was god's musician And in any way he wanted me to play Wherever he wanted me to play That's where I was going to play And it wasn't like I had to get over the preference Like Mm -hmm. oh it's just going to be rock Or it's just going to be contemporary Or it's just going to be gospel It's like whatever the Lord wants You know to do That's what I'm going to do
0: It's like God gives us a gift And we're going to use it the way we want And how we want Because you know it's just I put work into this I work hard for
1: this Yeah. Amen I'm sure you can relate to that in some capacity, right? Because um, you're a good talker. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, do is sometimes do you just want to do it for like your own thing, or is it no, like I, whatever I'll, God wants? You sometimes
0: know? Uh, I, I got my agendas. I got my, my why I want to do things, and and I, I, I tell people like I'm like I'm like you, man. Like I turn down, like speaking engagements because it, God's like no, like, you know, you need to focus on this or. It's just not—it's just not God's time, but um, man, you answered a lot of my questions. One of the things that I, I like that you said is preparation is key. You were uh, a worshiper before you got called on the worship team. Yeah. Um. You—you've—you've uh, you've matured in your in your in your gifting, and you matured in in, in that area where it's like, Lord, I don't care what stage, as long as it's your stage, yeah. because some people like. Uh, I'm, i'll go i'll go preach at that youth group but there's only like 30 people there man <laughs> that's a lot you know what i mean like <laughs> i only do 100 to 200 at a time like i've been to youth groups where like literally if they were this close there's like four people and i felt like man we had a great time yeah and i've been to youth groups where there's 200 and it's deader than a doorknob and i'm like pulling teeth like <laughs> altar call it's just me jesus and the youth leader you know so yeah man um before we uh go any further um Again, this is my brother Anthony Zubiati, and um, we're just here talking about his testimony. We, we talked about marriage. We talked about family. We talked about his testimony that he was living that thug life. <laughs> Didn't even know. Um, but yeah, is the wife forgot to say something? You want to say something? Oh, another no, thing sure too is that. he's he's his phone's probably about to die. I don't know. If yeah, you yeah. Wanna help that help him out with that? Um, but uh, one of the things I wanted to end with is you got a lot of a lot of people who come to church. Yeah. And um either they have the gift and the talent they already know what they're called to do, right? And some kind of stumble across cuz like for me I had no clue. Like you, I had no clue what God was going to do in my life. Yeah. So it just I just kind of stumbled into what I tell people like I just stumbled into my calling. Like I I didn't have a I I didn't want to, I I was asked to be a youth leader in the men's home and I was like, "Oh, heck no. I hate kids. <laughs> I hate teenagers, man." And then I tried it out and I loved it. And I did it for 9 years. And then you know and I'm um, so for me we could just just uh, we could just end it on here
1: and then um, we can just continue. Okay, through. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, So hey,
0: we'll just uh we'll just go into the dice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do just that, do that. Yeah. We'll go into the dice.
1: Will it save like that or do I need to stop it?
0: Uh maybe I should just Yeah, finish. yeah. So okay, for Instagram live, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We're still on Facebook live. My brother Anthony Zubiadi before we go, just real quick, give, just. I know it's your Instagram, so you can go ahead and close it out. And then we'll continue on Facebook. Yeah, okay. this, is, uh, this will go up soon. <coughs> it takes me about two weeks to edit one. But, yeah, uh, you know, my brother here
1: is an amazing, amazing man of God. And I know that God has been using his life. Uh, it's a blessing for me to be here, uh, to share anything that God has done in my life. Uh, and everything is only for the glory of God. You know, so uh, we'll end with that.
0: On, on ours and then we'll continue. With Amen. God bless you. Have a good night. And so one of the things that. Right here on Facebook Live. One of the things that I wanted to to, uh, to get to is. So. We were talking about the other day. With, with my, my the last interview I did. Is about. How people are coming into the church. And because. There may be a lack of. Say musicians. Leadership. Or that gifting, that talent, people skip the discipleship process. Yeah. And they jump right into ministry, <coughs> not knowing that there's a price to be paid. And then they do ministry for six months. Maybe not even that. They fall out. Yeah. And because they were focused on the the, the ministry and not and not their walk with God and not getting discipled and not you know and not getting um trained correctly, they didn't make it what would you say for you would be some advice you could give a young person or just a person in general who desires worship cuz to me i'm not going to say worship is higher but it's big to me yeah you know not to say the worship leader the worship team is better than the children's ministry workers right, right. but like there's a dynamic there you know and um there's a there's a, it's it's i think it's special if Someone that goes on the stage and sings and preaches and ministers, whether they play guitar or anything, it's, it's spiritual warfare. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give to someone who desires to, to be on a worship team, to be part of that, to be part of that? What, would you, what kind of um, advice would you give? I think the, first, the very first thing
1: for anybody that wants i mean i'll talk about you know worship team and we can even relate it to like home bible studies because it's anything it's pretty close to that you know where you're in a position of leading Mm, okay you know um is you got to be teachable Mm. you know so it's important that you get underneath your pastor and the leaders um or you know when i say leaders it's not just specifically ministry but somebody that's an elder that's been in the church that you're a friend with or something Mm -hmm. where you can get under them and you can let them impart into your life and it can get lost you know that again you know like we talked a little bit before like this is a solo mission type thing yeah yeah but you really need to get under you know an elder you know your pastors and learn to just serve because there has to be uh, an intimacy that's developed between you and God, where God's ways, we already know God's ways are not our ways, you know. Definitely. But getting underneath, you know, these, these pastors and with a teachable spirit and surrendering to them and surrendering your life to God and allow God to speak to these men and allow God to speak to yourself and learn about yourself and learn about the voice of God because not a lot of people know the voice of god they're constantly tossed back and forth by emotions and and i mean i I myself can get emotional of course at times but there is something to be said when a person knows jesus's voice jesus said himself you know my my disciples would they'll know my voice my my sheep sheep will know know, they'll know my voice and to get to that place where you know his voice, the enemy comes as an angel of light. People think that the devil just comes like, here I am, I'm the devil.
0: And I'm oh, no, here he's so definitely attacking. subtle. No, he's, he's definitely, definitely subtle. The Bible yeah. says
1: that he appears as an angel mm, of light. Talk about that. To deceive, mm. you know. So if you want to get to a place where, where you're in a worship team, where people are looking at you, or whether you're teaching or whatever it is. You gotta know the voice of God. You gotta know the voice of God. Mm. That's only gonna come through being teachable. You gotta be teachable. You can't get to step two unless you're it's you, you get to step one, which is first be teachable, and then the second knowing knowing the voice of God, being able to discern when Jesus is speaking to you and when the enemy is speaking to you. And and that only comes through, you know, knowing the word of God. Definitely. You know, Jesus is, His word is always going to bring life. It's always going to bring growth. It's going to bring fruit. The enemy is always going to be accusations. Mm. That was the easy thing. To I remember. think he was a God. preacher God showed too, me, huh? Teacher, <laughs> that's what God teacher? Showed me. you sound like a teacher to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: I don't like that. I don't like when people teach me stuff. No, but uh, that's a uh, that's that's definitely that's yeah. Yeah. So, I think people need to know the difference too. Because everything's Uh, the devil. And be reminded of Mm. it.
1: I need to be reminded of it, you know? Because the enemy will always accuse. It's always accusations. Definitely. It's always accusations. Jesus is going to be in humility, taking the way of humility, taking that way of surrenderance, you know? So that's not always what people want to hear. They want to hear, oh, man, you can play a G major scale, or you can play this riff, or you can play that riff, or you got a good feel, they wanna hear that and be like, Okay, cool, now you can, you know, get up on stage and, and just start doing it or whatever it is, you know, and it's like, nah, man, because there's a spiritual price that's going to be paid. You're gonna pay it in the beginning and you're gonna develop or later on, God you're gonna get into this place where you're like, Okay, I wanna do it, I wanna do it and then you push yourself out there and then you keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself out there and then when the attacks come and the assaults start start coming you're going to know where you're at. You're going to mm. know who you are, you know. And and it's in those trials, it's in those hardships that you're going to know because, you get ass- man, you get assaulted. Definitely, get definitely.
0: Assaulted. Yeah, I think uh, people, when they look at ministry, they look at, oh, look at him. You know, look at what God's doing in his life and God's using him. But like you said, there's a price to be paid, you know. Nowhere uh, is the enemy going to allow you to. He's going to leave you alone. When you're being effective for God, when you're doing things for God, there's always going to be a price to be paid, and um, definitely, you know.
1: Yeah, and you said the right word, too effective, you know, because to be honest, anybody can can play the part Talk and about look that. like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, I got it all together or whatever it is, you know. And then they get to that place of where they are on a worship team or whatever it is, but they're not effective, mm. you know effectiveness again going back to you know like what, what jesus talks about it's in john i don't remember the exact scripture but it's in john where jesus is saying like there's you can't accomplish nothing in your flesh Definitely. nothing will be accomplished you know so you could get to these different places where god is using you and or, or it gives the appearance of where you could be used mightily but you're ineffective mm. you know? paul the apostle talks about that too like he's like man look at the way that i live look at the things that i'm doing like you see me mm-hmm. you know you see my integrity you know you see the man that i am and stuff because he doesn't want to shame the gospel he yeah does doesn't yeah. want to bring shame to it in any way and it's the same way for us you know it's the same thing that we do like you don't ever want to bring shame to the gospel or be ineffective mm. you know because the truth is is, is that anybody could play the guitarist that i play anybody can sing the way this other person is singing but not everybody is going to be in that place to where God is using them to take worship to a
0: different place. Yes, yes. And, and that's... A, I, I like that because I've seen people that go up there. Like, okay, you know the dude that plays the piano at PIH? Yeah. Okay. He's good. Okay, check this out. <laughs> There's a lady who comes. I won't say her name, but she's the only lady that's there. She comes and plays the piano, and it's like, hmm, that's cool. Wow. This guy plays, and I'm just like, yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, I'm a wretched sinner, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Take Jesus. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. And it's like, your character, your gifts get you in the door. Your character keeps you there. That's a good. That's you good. can't fake the anointing. Yeah. You can't fake the anointing. When the anointing is upon a man, he can use some of the simplest words. And they're like, because i preachers, I'm like, what the heck? Wow. And he didn't say nothing theological. And then you get this guy in the Hebrew and the Greek. And he's breaking down all these, you know, Jesus, the, the, what kind of leather he had on his sandals. And you're like, are you serious? So, it's, uh, you, you talked about preparation. You talked about a heart of a worshiper is one who really takes value in his craft and wants yeah. to be skillful. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole time, I think we just, we just, uh, we just talked about how... Uh, How God has changed you and made you a man of excellence. And He's taken you from where He's taken you and uh, He's made you a man of excellence. And that's what I see. I see a man of excellence, a man who loves the Lord. And uh, I think uh, God wants to continue to use you. and, um, and And worship is where God wants humble people. Yeah. And I, think, I was also gonna say I don't see myself that way. Uh, you know, I always see myself
1: as um, just like I, I don't I don't see myself that yeah, way. Yeah. You know, thanks so God, even to God. hear you That's say that, though. I'm thinking That's like, good. really, like okay.
0: And, and 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 the Bible I I want to say the Bible even talks about letting others talk good about you because mm. I think we can talk so good about ourselves all the time like like. My wife always calls me Holy Ghost Junior. <laughs> She's like, okay, Holy Ghost Junior. And sometimes we can be a little too confident, a little too into ourselves. But at the end of the day is, you know where you came from. Yeah. And I know where I came from. And shame on us when we when we think that we've arrived. Yeah. Or we think, like, because I tell my wife, I'm, I'm one of the best preachers I know. <laughs> and I'm one of the funniest <laughs> guys I know. But at the end of the day, I tell her, at the end of the day, like, like I know how jacked up I can be I know where God grabbed me from I know that when I walked into that men's home 19 years ago yeah I was hurting I was broken I was angry I was lost and God changed all that around yeah and he did it for you bro yeah and I didn't know what I know now I was like wow man like I don't think people believe, would believe you if you told them <laughs> unless the you had People work. (laughs) You sure this is real? Like, nah. And and, and that's the power of God. Yeah, it is. That's the power of God. I tell people, now, no disrespect to nobody, but when people say, I'm in recovery. Yeah. I say, when are you going to get recovered, man? You've been in recovery for 35 years. You know what I mean? Like, all I know is one day I was doing meth, and the next day I didn't want it no more. Yeah. And I haven't touched it in 19 years. Same way, yeah. And so, I know God is able to do that. I know that we live in a time where people have shamed the gospel. People have gained from the gospel, made the church look bad. People don't want to go to church. And it's probably not always because, you know, some people just don't want church and they use everything as an, ex- an excuse. But like we're living in a day where like we really got to be careful on how we represent the church. Yeah. And we really got to be careful on how we treat one another in the body like I can't stand it. It grieves me, dude, when the churches that believe the same stuff can't get along. Yeah. And your church, and my church, and his church, and why can't we? I don't. I don't get it. I, I know it's a battle. It's been people have been fighting for years, and 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 I just I just know that this right here is an example of just two guys getting together and loving on Jesus. Yeah. And I I got I tell people, man, I got I got friends from different denominations different churches and when we get together it's about jesus yeah and it's about hey man what can i do for you what can you do for me like how can we bond how can we bear each other's burdens how can like i got i got a friend he goes to calvary and he's like one of my best friends like i can call him and like you i can call him and you know and i, I we just have a good time in the lord yeah and i think that we could do better than that yeah i think we we need to take uh, inventory on um how we represent the church yeah and how we treat one another cuz the bible says that god they'll know us by the way we love one another yeah like man look at those christians over there when's the last time you have seen two mormons fighting at starbucks never two jw's fighting at the at the bus stop i can never discern
1: a jw from anybody else but yeah <laughs> i'm probably tearing I, your joke apart right no, now. no no no
0: but there's so many jw's <laughs> like i never see jw's like fighting over like yeah, doctrine yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know and and, and I'm oh, I'm I see what
1: you're saying. I'm yeah,
0: the yeah. one to stir the pot. I love to stir the pot. Some yeah. people like man D, you go hard on Instagram. <laughs> sometimes I gotta watch you know like okay, that person is still a brother in Christ. Yeah, that pastor's still a brother in Christ. And sometimes I'm like man, I gotta say something about this. But you know I I've, I've told somebody I never seen two JWs fighting at the bus stop. Yeah. I never seen two Mormons trying to run each other over with their bikes. You know what I mean? I just and we and I think we could do better than that. I think that starts with us, you know, just uh knowing that we're here for the same reason. We're here to to live, we're here to um to 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 do the work and and me and you are got put us together at a young age and um we're just here to help one another off and um so, you know, yeah, but uh, in closing, uh, if there was a uh, something that you could say, you know, if you if you were given a pulpit right now, and someone said, "Go ahead, man, you got ten minutes," it'll be the last thing that you could you would ever tell, the last message you could ever preach. What would it be? Um, I, I won't take ten minutes, but I would just Ooh, say, come on. <laughs> um,
1: that i I've, I've lived without God and the thing that I most love about him coming back to him is that he never left me Mm. and his hand was always on my life even as a child because I was abused as a child Mm -hmm. um, to the point of um, where I had to go to the hospital and stuff you know and the doctors told my mom like I don't know that he'll ever be able to have children like it was like a mess for me Wow. even at that place god has his hands on me you know even though a bad situation happened to me definitely definitely god was still protecting me because i have children today Mm. you know and and it's to know that to know the goodness of god even when it doesn't seem like it's good if i could tell anybody it's that not only is God real but that God has his hand on you even when you don't want to be next to him Mm. even when you don't want him in your life and even when you you may push him out of your life he's still there you know and he still gives opportunity that's the most beautiful thing for myself that has kept me in love with him to know that in my worst times of my life he was there for me he still loved me. Mm. He would still send people to witness to me. Mm, he would still on. give me dreams that night. He would still talk to me. You know, and that's that's something that I have in my heart forever. Mm. You know, is that he loved me when I was at my worst, man. <sighs> come on.
0: That's I, it. I tell people that, why me? Because I had friends that we went we were doing things and that day I didn't go. Now they're, they went to jail. <clears throat> that person did just many, just as much drugs as I did but now they're all jacked up. They're gone but not me. You know and someone once said if, you know, we go old school with it, um, you, the film that you used to put in the cameras, you had the like, the rolls of film. Yeah. If you was to unwind one it, and it was your life, you'd see God's fingerprints everywhere. You know and where it should've, could've, would've, but it didn't, or when, man, something bad happened and something good happened, but oh, somehow, some way, at the end, I was still good. Like you should be in prison right now. You know what I mean? You should, or should be dead. I probably would have been dead. You know what I mean? And God said, "No, no, no, no. I got something for this guy," and uh, and uh, that's how. That's what I see, man. So yeah. again, man. Uh, Thank you for opening your home to me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for the coffee. Thanks for the fellowship. Um, so this is another episode of... Uh, I, I want to see maybe putting... I call it a Miracle Monday, but it's Saturday. It is a Saturday. But it's definitely... He's definitely <laughs> a miracle. If you've never seen yeah. a miracle, that's one right there. You, um, we talked about your life. We talked about ministry. Um, we talked about, you know, childhood. We talked about um, just being intimate with God we talked about some of the requ- some I don't know why I, I wanna call it requirements or duties, but to uh, value ministry. Yeah. Um, to uh check your heart, I think too, for ministry. Um we talked about the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, how God loved you at your worst. I like how you said like even when you don't want God, he still wants you. Yeah. Like even when I was in my muck like you were, God was still there protecting me, dude. Yeah. Like People die for less. People go to jail for less. Yeah. And I'm no, I, I'm nobody special, even though we think we are. Yeah. But um, not, yeah. it's been a good, it's been a good time with my brother Anthony Zubiati, and so <laughs> we just want to um close it out. Uh, this has been a an amazing time. Yeah, great time. We're gonna close it out five more times. Yeah. But uh, it's been good. <laughs> so hopefully we can drop this within the next day. But um, again um if anything i could say is uh know that god is with you and that he yeah. uh he has a plan for you and uh if there's anything you got out of this um message tonight is that god is is uh, in the miracle working business yes he is he's not done with you yet the day you die is the day that you're you're done yeah so when your story i told someone your story's not done until you die
1: yeah
0: uh you like Phil Wickham uh i do yeah I like that one song where he says God rewrote my uh, story like a brand new, like brand new in the morning, mm. and and God's rewriting stories every day. It's it's something about God rewrote my story brand new like the morning, mm. and it's, it goes something like that. And and I know God is rewriting stories. He's reaching the unreachable through men, teaching the unteachable through men, and loving the unlovable through men. Yeah, and, and so and women. And women. Oh, yeah. can't forget them. <laughs> and so uh, it's been a good time. And um. For those that are listening, it's my man, Anthony Zubiotti, and uh, check him out on the podcast. You can hear his testimony soon. Yes, God bless you. God bless. Have a wonderful day or night, know, whatever.